This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What? Golden kitchen rule are you breaking? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer. Hi. Hi. And why are we asking people that question? Because, um, well, I read an article about butter and, you know, it's just got me thinking about Boy, butter. You sure know how to kick off a great I mean, conversation. I love butter. Anyway, so uh, I read this article about specifically whether or not um, leaving butter on the counter is a good idea. And I was like, what do you mean? Is it a good idea? I've been doing it my entire life. Nonetheless, and you we'll haven't get to died that. yet. Well, I, exactly. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But whether it's putting eggs on your counter, butter on the counter, or maybe you put your tomatoes, God forbid, in the fridge along with your apples what um i'm like everybody has a golden kitchen rule that they break or at least somebody else's golden kitchen rule is broken because people have very strong thoughts about what should and shouldn't be done and uh in this case a lot of the ones are you know refrigerator based so feel free to add to the list 651-641-1071 back to the butter so there is this whole article in the takeout about whether or not it's safe to leave butter unrefrigerated. And I was like, um, who said it was unsafe? So I went through and I'm like, because I just truth be told have put butter on the counter my entire life Mm -hmm. in a butter dish. Because who wants to work so hard to spread their butter? Yeah, like, and I know you can buy all these, like, clever devices to take butter out of the refrigerator and then put it on bread somehow quickly without having to keep it out on the fr- uh, on the counter. Um, nonetheless, the specific story is just like, you know, oh, some people think it's a bad idea because it's going to kill you or it's a health risk. And, Again, you haven't died yet. Yeah, no, I have been perfectly fine. And I've really never, to be quite honest with you, heard of anybody getting sick from butter they left out on their counter. Now, some people say it may not be as fresh for as long, but like if you're leaving butter out for months, then perhaps you just don't like butter, so you probably aren't <laughs> going to be putting butter out because who whose stick of butter is sitting out that long? Like yeah. You're going to eat it, and if you're not, then you're probably... This then you is need not to deal issue. with your relationship with butter. Which is fine. Like, if that's not your thing, by all means. Um, but at the end of the day, the article does say, yeah, like, you're fine. Leave your, your butter out for a few Good. days. It's it's okay. You're not going to get salmonella poisoning from your butter. Mostly because, by the way, um, pasteurized milk is has basically had most of its nutrients, like, burned off anyway. Right. And salt, if your butter is salted... The amount of salt in it is going to preserve it. So, you know, again, you're fine. 
You're fine. You're Calm fine. Down. You're fine. You're just but fine. Some people get very, uh, uh, you know, up in their feelings about where the appropriate place for butter, much less other things, are um, in the refrigerator or not. 651 641 1071. What golden kitchen rule are you breaking? 651-641-1071. It's hard for me to answer this question because I think all my rules are right. Yeah. But have you ever had anybody call you out on your rules? Like you and your husband agreed on everything when it came to the kitchen? I will say we did have to have a pretty good conversation about the syrup. What's the conversation about the syrup? I don't... You don't put like... You know, and I'm not talking about like real maple syrup. That's the good stuff. And that does go in the refrigerator. It does. I think it does. But like my log cabin, that can go right back into the cupboard. Put real maple syrup in the fridge. It's just going to crystallize. Maybe you're right. Um, I guess we don't get that very often. But but again, it's one of those things there. People have these things where they're like, you just don't do this. Like I have a habit of putting a lot of things in the fridge that other people don't like Jamie and I disagree on several things. And I've actually like lessened up a bit. I will put things in the fridge if I want them to to stay longer. Things that you don't need to put in the fridge, like an apple, right? Like you don't need to put apples in the fridge, but sometimes I'm not going to get to all the apples in enough time before they're going to sit on the counter and go bad. Right. So then you got to put them in the time machine. At least that's my th- that's my theory. I don't know if that's true and again, half the time it's, you know, an old to use an outdated term wives tale. 651-641-1071. What golden kitchen rule are you breaking? Holly, who do we have on the line? Noel. Noel, hello. What golden kitchen rule are you breaking, Noel? Uh, I routinely make a nice big pot of rice in my rice cooker and um, leave it on the counter for a couple days and it's totally fine. Okay, I'm so glad you brought this up, Noel, because I just saw an article this morning about not reheating rice, period. What? Yes, okay. I know. It blew my mind, what too. What do you mean not reheating Okay, rice? I got to look it up because I read it. Thank you, Noel, for your call, by the way. Um, I So I saw this headline in my... Um, my news app on my phone uh-huh. that said you might be okay reheating rice if you follow these you rules. Might be okay. Right? Okay, so I was like, wait a second, hold the phone. Are you trying to tell me that you're not supposed to eat rice as leftovers? And yes, that was the that was what the article was trying to tell me was that you should that there's some bacteria on that grows on rice specifically but wouldn't microwaving it kill it yes if you microwave it to the right temperature so you i think when you reheat it it has to be reheated to 160 degrees fahrenheit in order for any of that bacteria to die weird i was to her point though like i i haven't left rice out for days at a time but i have left things out a lot in my life and have been just fine. It doesn't mean you aren't going to like there isn't a risk. Right. But I will also say that if there are microbes on your food in the refrigerator, they can be just as right. Just as um, harmful. So whether your food is in the fridge or not, it can still make you sick. The only difference is that at a warmer temperature, those bacteria can multiply more quickly, but it's not that you are removing the chance for you to get um bacteria you're just slowing by putting it, it down. in the refrigerator it's just that it would it would not 
you know, um, multiply as quickly. Yeah. Uh, Holly, do we have any other callers? No. Okay. Do you have any golden kitchen rules that you break? Well, I grew up in a house where everything was refrigerated. And it was really weird. And I didn't realize that it was weird until I left the house. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, oh, I actually don't need to refrigerate all the things. It's quite liberating. (laughs) I will say I and we I grew up in a house like this, too. I think it's because we lived in the south and everything's really hot. So, like, you just put it in the fridge because it'll stay better longer. Mm -hmm. But we put bread in the fridge. Oh, yeah. Which, like, to this day, I'm like, why? Why were we putting bread in the fridge? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I will if we think we're not going to get to it quickly enough. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little bit of like mold on the cheese. Just cut it off. It's oh, fine. yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You just got a little. So just cut it you off. Just it's cut fine. It off. Oh, yeah. for sure. Eat around yeah. it. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. Chill out. You're good. It's fine. Yeah. Oils, vinegar. I mean, you know, I'm just trying to think of all the things you don't need to put in their fridge. Oh, and then there are some things that the expiration dates are just suggestions. Right. Well, yeah. Again, like if there's not, I always say, because my partner will get frustrated if something expires and he's like, oh, why did you buy this? It's going to expire. And I'm like, okay, A, it's relative. It depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. So just because the meat expires tomorrow doesn't mean we have to throw it away. Mm -hmm. It means that we need to use it quickly. Mm -hmm. And also if it's meat, by the way, if it doesn't smell bad and you're cooking it to the right temperature. Mm hmm. It's not like it's magically the light's going to, like the switch is going to turn off and it's just going to rot right before your very eyes in 24 hours. (laughs) And walk away. Yeah. (laughs) Also, just throw it in the freezer. That's a time machine. The freezer is a time machine. It stops everything. I was going to say, it's also just like, you know, uh, a defense mechanism. Because, you know, if if there's something, also if it's meat and it's not ground, it's going to be on the surface. It's not going to be inside, Mm -hmm. right? And you're going to cook the outside. So it's fine. fine. (laughs) When we come back, I almost threw out the phone number again. We don't need to hear from you. Uh, It's okay. We're going to break. Because we are going to talk about Christina Aguilera of all people. Who knew? Who knew when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We have not talked about Christina Aguilera recently, and uh, that's about to change on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. And uh, what's going on with Christina Aguilera, Bradley? So she did this interview with Health Magazine. It's very healthy. And, you know, it's kind of a fluffy piece. Um, It's Christina Aguilera in her own words. Um, And it talks about some lighthearted stuff but there are also some really good nuggets in there and i think based on the conversations we've had since uh the britney spears documentary um chase what was it finding britney uh, spears finding oh, britney what spears was it called what was it called it was called finding britney spears okay right i don't know why that doesn't feel right to me uh framing Framing, framing Britney, Britney Spears. Ah, got yeah, you were close. I was on the right F word. Yeah. Or I was on you the were right on, letter. You were on the F. So anyway, based on those discussions and the conversations we've had since that documentary, um, <clears throat> I this just made me, this interview made me want to see a Christina Aguilera documentary. Maybe it's because, you know, we've had the Demi Lovato documentary. Right. We've had all these stars sharing their innermost thoughts with us. And I kind of, I, you know, like, sure, I'm interested in the way that I'm interested in anybody's story. But specifically with Christina Aguilera, I think she um, 
inhabits a very particular role and did so at a very particular time in our uh, cultural history um, as it pertains to female pop stars. And to that end, I'm just like, I would love to see a documentary, if not just about her, about sort of all of the women from like the 90s and the early 2000s who came up as pop stars. Because, again, I think their experiences, I think Britney Spears experience is probably shared by many in the field. And it would then tell us a lot about... um, you know, us, right? Like, right. just like any good story, um, you know, you'll find yourself in it. And I know a lot of people had that experience with framing Britney Spears. So um, yeah, as I was reading through this health piece, I was like, oh, you know, she's got some stories to share. Well, and the interesting thing that you just said is like they they all they all came up in the same atmosphere and dealt with the same pressures. They just all, it sort of embodied itself differently in each of them. Yeah. And so what did she, what did uh, Christina Aguilera have to say? Well, in one particular part of the interview, she talks about um, the tabloid specifically. They just asked her, the tabloids definitely put you through the ringer. And she's like, yeah, so sometimes you forget how, and I'm reading her words verbatim, sometimes you forget how bad it was because it was just the norm. Hmm. I'm currently in Miami, and the other day I was outside with my daughter. I was thinking I was under the radar. Then I saw these pictures of us come out. I was really emotional about it because I've really tried to be more private. And this is part of a conversation that she has where she's been able to sort of just unplug for the last year, hmm. and she's, like, obsessing over how nice it is to be able to to do that. Um She went on to say, I was really emotional about it because I've tried to be more private. My previous house was right on the street, and tour buses would drive by and treat you like a zoo animal and talk bleep about you. The guy in the microphone would literally read out whatever tabloid story there was right uh, about me right in front of my son's bedroom. That's so weird. And she said, "That's it's harassment, and it's petrifying. Seeing those pictures took me right back there to that point. But then I was brought back to the message of... Who am I living for? And the answer is me. So, you know, like, she's saying all the right things, but I'm like, no, 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 let's go back to, um, you can hear the tour buses drive by and talk bleep about you. Like, that's just such a unique perspective that we would have, at the time, I guarantee, been like, well, yeah, that's the price of celebrity you signed up for, Christina. Mm-hmm. Make your millions. Like, and I don't think we're in that place anymore. I think we're having much more thoughtful, con- complicated conversations or perceptions about what that actually was like. And I think we're probably being somewhat more empathetic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. to experiences like that well and it's interesting too to think about you know 
like, how do we fit into that story, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I were on a trip right now, wouldn't that be nice? I'm sorry, I was just Soon. dreaming about vacations. Anyway, if I were in L.A. and a TMZ rolled up next to me and was like, we're, we're doing these tours of celebrities' houses, I'd be like, I totally want to do that. And mm-hmm. I would feel super great about all of it, except for the part where they pulled up in front of the house and started shouting into the megaphone, uh, you know, stories about the person whose house you were looking at. Like, then they start to be zoo animals, and that's not what you... You just wanted to look at their real estate and feel like you were, you know, yeah. near where it happens. Right? Absolutely. And I think we, you know, there's always going to be that component of being an audience, right? Like, you're always going to be somewhat of a zoo animal if you're Christina Aguilera. But I think the way we treat zoo animals has changed. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for pop stars, right? Like, we don't, we, when we go to a zoo today, we don't go through the zoo and expect from the zoo the same presentations that we used to. We're trying right. to be more like, this is an animal and it's a native habitat. Yeah, and we're going to give it some. Yes, we're exactly. We're trying to be humane. Right. Um, and the same is true with this industry. But back to my own curiosity, I'm like, you just know that Brittany, Christina, I mean, all the way up to people like Katy Perry um, and beyond and today like Demi Lovato etc like they have a particular they occupied a very particular uh space in our culture that I think reflects about us as a culture yeah absolutely I will say and I wish I could remember what she said in it but Christina Aguilera shows up in Demi Lovato's documentary Mm. as well so to your point about wanting to see a Christina Aguilera documentary yes please Thank you very much. Okay, that article is in Health Magazine. Health.com. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for them. That name is Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Of the Day. <laughs> Who's your douchebag today, Colleen? Sharon Osborne and all oh. of her Instagram friends. Well, let's give her one of these. So yesterday we talked about it a little bit. Hello? Yesterday, we talked about it a little bit. Um, the talk, the show that Sharon Osbourne left, yep. did a uh, their first show back after mm-hmm. they took a hiatus to kind of deal with the dust-up caused by the on-air scuffle betwixt uh, Sharon Osbourne and Sherry Un- Cheryl Underwood. So Sharon Osbourne was not present for their first show back because... She left. She left. Well, she has, quote, broken her silence on Instagram by posting an Instagram message. Oh, God. You want to know what it was? It is a video of a large brown bear scratching (sighs) their back on a pole. And the caption is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. Seemingly indicating that now she has all kinds of time on her hands. She's a clown. I think. 
I don't know. Anyway, that was just hours after the amazing first show back on the talk where they had a real conversation about um, about racial issues, about trauma after having difficult conversations. Um, and that's what Sharon Osbourne posted. Yeah. Which is just like kind of tone deaf and ridiculous, right? But then petty. her petty. Yes, that's a good word for it. Then her commenters came out of the woodwork. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh. Um, one of them said, I flipped it on real quick. Curious. And they're all saying they did nothing wrong. Oh, please. They so ganged up on you, Sharon. I'm never watching again. They're <laughs> oh, just like the trash. view now. You know Disgusting. what that is? That's a troll who is like trying to like, ooh, I'm going to. It's a pot stir. Oh. That's a pot stir and troll is oh. what that is. We'll get your spoons out because... They're all stirring the pot. Um, I don't know if you're watching the talk today, but you're getting completely railroaded. If they really wanted to make a difference and have an honest conversation, you should have been included. Sharon left, everybody. I want to remind you. Sharon opted out of the conversation. Sharon very well could have been sitting on that stage with everyone. And I know that there are people who would say, um... Well, that's just not fair. It wouldn't be fair to just, you know, have everybody sitting around and yelling at Sharon. Well, first of all, that's not what would happen. Second of all, that's not what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And third of all, that's a complete misunderstanding of what actually happened. And I can totally see um, that doesn't mean I uh, approve or understand. But I, I, I see how people will use something like what the talk did to further their own narrative but that doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. And um, because, again, I watched it with my own eyeballs and Sharon would have been a better person as a result had she remained on the show and sat through that conversation yeah. because nobody said anything negative about Sharon Osborne other than reflecting her own actions. And I, I mean, would, and I would imagine that was very, I mean, that was intentional. Like they had a conversation about that, about how they would portray Sharon in the conversation. Yeah. And because I think they're, they're, they're adults and they're professionals yeah. and they're not going to quote savage somebody's character um, for ratings. They literally went to great pains to talk about the fact that they, tr- they bent over backwards on the, uh, at the original show, like when this all went down to not, you know, I mean, it, it. these were people who were doing Sharon better than she deserved. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Sharon got more than she deserved from her coworkers. And that is that was true on the day this all went down. And it's true on the show after uh, she left because mm-hmm. they didn't owe her any of that. They did not owe her any professional courtesy. It was nice of them to afford her some professional courtesy. They didn't owe her that. Mm-mm. She would not owe... Th- I mean, do you think she would return the favor? Oh, goodness, no. If somebody... Asked, well, I mean, here's the perfect uh, proof. What did she talk about on her sh- on her interview with... Uh, entertainment tonight is a a real real good show. show. Oh, they're just going to get rid of me. And like she went after the show. She talked about how people threw her under the bus. She had no problem blaming and pointing fingers at her coworkers. Mm -hmm. 
she's the only one in the equation doing that. Right. And now I'm pointing a finger at Which her. Which should tell you a lot about her. But it, but. I but guess, you see how this works, yeah. right? Because then you have all these trolls who come, show up and they're like, ooh, they're talking about you, right. Sharon. Which is so funny, too. Can we just talk about the, like, Sharon Osborne does not need Cindy from, <laughs> you know, suburban Illinois to show up on her Instagram to be like, Sharon, I am watching the talk right now and they're talking about you. Yeah. Sharon like, Osborne all, doesn't need that. But Sharon, thank you, if Cindy. she wants that, she can turn on the TV. Exactly. She yeah. doesn't need that from you. It's like, oh, I can't. It's the world, man. People do it's better. Just do better. But we here's, can the, do better. here's the good thing. You had all these people on one side who did better. Yeah. Despite this one like woman's crap behavior. Yeah. Let's glass half full that. Yeah. I'm here for it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for that. Okay. Now back to D-Bags. D-Bags. Who's your D-Bag? Um, my D-Bag today is people, all of you. I thought we just did that. No, kind of. But so, and I don't mean People Magazine. I mean the story in Cosmo about people because we just can't have nice things. Here's the headline from Cosmo. Um, and that's cosmopolitan for those of you under thank the age you. of 35. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston's rep denied reports that she's in the process of adopting a child. European tabloids reported that Jen revealed the news during the Friends reunion. Oh, for goodness sake. It's no secret Jennifer is beyond accomplished. She starred in over 44 movies to date, literally has her own production company, and of course has become an icon for playing Rachel Green in Friends. But despite her many accomplishments, many are unfortunately still preoccupied with the fact that she does not have a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I do you, I, like, there was a time when I was like, Jennifer Aniston, you're a celebrity. It's what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. What do you think people mm-hmm. are going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You're getting tongues to wag because you know how ta- tabloids operate, blah, blah, blah. But at what point are we just going to let this woman not have children? Or, like, yes, it's... At what point are we ever going to stop the poor Jennifer Aniston storyline? Poor Jennifer. Poor childless. Tired and lazy. It's so lazy. Like, let the woman live her dang life. And I do think that she probably, from a... You know, and rightly so when, you know, if like, what's the phrase? Um, If you can't beat them, join them. Like, I'm sure she has figured out how to manipulate the media to her own ends. Um, And that's fine. But I'm just here to talk about the people who like continue this narrative. The woman hasn't. Like, when was the last time she was a household name because of what she was actively doing in the moment? Friends. Okay. And that was what years exactly? Back then. Right? The 90s. Early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. But I will say she did, she did start to get headlines again around the morning show, which is the great Apple TV show. But even so, those were peppered in between stories about her friendship with Brad Brad Pitt, her ex, And, and her divorce from Justin Theroux and her dried up fallopian tubes yeah and i'm not saying she hasn't done anything since friends it's just that 
Like, then I can understand that the world is like, because we do this every day, we're constantly talking about Kardashians, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're in the moment. And it's wrong, and there's a lot of troubling narratives and all that stuff, and they're manipulating the media, too. But, like, Jennifer Aniston is not one of those people any longer. Right. You know, we still talk about her because she's sort of this, like, dynastic figure. She's like this royal family celebrity member. Mm -hmm. But, like, still, she opens a tabloid today, and if her name appears, you can bet, um, bed knobs to broomsticks, or whatever the phrase is, that she is probably going to see a story about her dried up fallopian tubes. Right. And by the way, I do just want to say when we say that, we're not, that's not us saying it. No, that's, that's the, tabloids. the tabloids saying it. And that's it. why I'm saying people are horrible because yes. this poor woman, and I know she's not poor, she's very no, wealthy but, but, and covered in a vino. But in this, but it, so, you know, the rest of her body isn't dried up is all you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. She no, needs to get some Aveeno for them tubes. Honest to goodness, though, it is so frustrating for that to be the thing that all the stories about Jennifer Aniston will boil down to in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. That is an insult to her as an actress bet, and as a human being. I bet if you went to the street and said, tell me three things about Jennifer Aniston, the average person, one of them inevitably mm-hmm. would be, she doesn't have kids or yeah. she's not with, she never got married. To, you know, like, there, it's just going to be about her status as a woman. Right. In society's concept of what a woman should be. Right. And that's, you know, married and with a child. It's 2021. Yeah, we can do better. You, that's, that, we should just rename <laughs> this segment. Do better. You can do better. Yeah. Right? Just do better. Celebrities do better. colon. Do, do better. better. And in this case. Celebrities not- <laughs> colon do better needs work. Uh so do celebrity colons. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, it's not even the celebrities. Mm-hmm. It's all y'all. Mm-hmm. Not not listeners of the Colleen and Bradley show because no. you're a refined audience. Mm. With- very refined taste. Who loves a good fart hey. joke. There we yeah. go. Right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, there is an update to one of our favorite Netflix shows of your making a murderer. Dun, dun, dun. We will tell you what that update is after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hey, how's it going? You know. We've got a little update about a very popular Netflix show, Making a Murderer. We do. Can uh, we get the Cobra Gang together? Ooh, let's do it. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Now, I've uh, brought us all together not to solve a mystery, but to hear about a mystery that's being solved. And it's a true crime story that we have, as you said, paid attention to. Uh, gosh, how many years ago was that documentary now? I mean, Making a Murderer? 2015. Time is irrelevant, but yes. Seven years. Oh, wow. No. It's been a minute. Six years? Can't count. Six years. So, But it was like... When it was when it first it was like one of the first big series on Netflix that everybody was watching at the same time except for Julia. But she had but that. But she had it. 
Um, so you'll remember if you watched Making a Murder, a guy named Stephen Avery, mm-hmm. whose murder trial was detailed in the Netflix series. And he, of course. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Spoiler alert, I mean, it's been six years. He went to jail, right? He's in jail. Yep. And after the documentary, uh, attempts to get him out of jail have continued because some maintain that he's innocent, including but not limited to Stephen Avery himself. Well, his attorneys update. His attorneys say, um, wait a minute, we have shocking new eyewitness testimony that links somebody other than Stephen Avery to the case of the murder Get out. of Teresa Hallbach. Dun, dun, dun. Would you like to know what yes, that is? Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. So, um, and when I first read this, I have to tell you, I had to read it like three times to understand what I was reading because I was like trying to remember all of the parts and the pieces and the moving things. So, I'm going to say these words to you and then we'll back up and explain. Okay. Apparently... A new test, uh, excuse me, a new witness's testimony links Avery's nephew, Bobby Dassey, to the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Avery and his other nephew, Brendan Dassey, are mm-hmm. currently serving life sentences after being found guilty of Teresa Hallbach's murder in October of 2005. They both have maintained that they're innocent, but in a new motion that was filed in court this week. Uh, his attorney, Stephen Avery's attorneys, claimed that a newspaper delivery driver named Tom, Thomas Sawinski, says he saw Bobby and an unidentified older man suspiciously pushing a blue Toyota Mm-mm. RAV4 toward the family's salvage yard in the early morning of November 5th, 2005, right after Teresa Hallbach's disappearance. Now, do you want to explain why that's shocking because the car that teresa hallback drove was a blue rav4 and am i getting at the right thing oh yeah okay yeah yeah I mean, and, I don't, and so there any, are many things you can get up anything that had to do with that car being moved into their salvage yard where it was eventually found way at the back if i remember correctly um after she had gone missing uh, anybody who was dealing with that car 
would be an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and also, but here's my. Oh, sorry, go on. No, what, what's your? Why? Why did it take this long? That's for That's a this... good question. So you're having all the right questions. Okay, good. Thanks. I too had that question, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are having that question as they hear this story. Let me just read to you the words from the attorneys about Mr. Sawinski and what he's saying. Quote: After Mr. Sawinski, that's the guy who says he saw something, the newspaper guy. He drove by, or after rather, he drove by Bobby and uh, the other individual and delivered papers, newspapers, because that's his job, Mm -hmm. to the Stephen Avery or to the Avery family mailbox. He turned around and drove back to the exit. When he reached the RAV4, Bobby attempted to step in front of his car to block him from leaving his property. Um,. So basically trying to like intimidate him. And he also points out at one point that he gave him this like creepy stare. Hmm. Um, Let's see. It says Bobby Dassey looked me in the eye and I could tell he was not happy to see me there. So just go with me. What they're implying is that Bobby Dassey was hiding the dead lady's car. Mm -hmm. And as this guy tootles along a witness, obviously he's not going to be happy to see them. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, the attorney says, Bobby Dassey looked me in the eye and I could tell he wasn't happy to see me there. I knew that Bobby and the older older individual were doing something creepy. Mm. So it sounds like, to answer your question, he was afraid for his safety. Uh, And that's why he did not say a thing. Uh, Yes. Uh, What I am unclear about, and I apologize because I don't know if it's really that clear is um, whether they knew his story at the time, because the way I read it, he had actually told the sheriff's office right yeah. away, like, I saw this weird thing. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, we already know who did this, so you're fine. Go about your business. So they just never followed up with him at the time. Right. It's not like he was just sitting around going, I'm never going to um, tell anybody. I don't, oh, wait, I think I remember this other guy. But again, for those of you who maybe haven't followed the whole story, what this is saying is you've got Stephen Avery and his nephew in jail for life mm-hmm. because they think they were convicted of killing this woman. However, this guy is like, no, actually, it was one guy's brother and the other guy's nephew mm-hmm. um, who was with some old dude who, by the way, is unidentified. And that's yeah. like a big what? Who yeah, was that's that a person? question mark. Um, they were... Uh, they were the ones responsible for hiding the death mobile. And, and and that doesn't mean that they killed her, but it does mean that there are more questions than answers, and potentially that could put, I would imagine that's what his attorneys are arguing, his conviction in doubt. And what's really interesting about Making a Murder, if you are the one person who has not watched it yet, is that it's not just about this murder. It's also about the corruption in the justice system and uh in this area where is this again where did it take place manitowoc yeah manitowoc county um and so it is not necessarily surprising to those of us who have seen making a murderer that there is a story that goes as such that somebody reported something that they saw and that the police officer said no don't worry about it we already know who did it yeah because that is very much part of how the how the story is told in making a murderer that they were they had had fingered um Bobby or um Brendan Dassey and Stephen Avery very early on mm-hmm. and they were kind of retrofitting the whole case to make it seem like uh they had done it yeah mhm yeah so again um 
who knows what will happen in this particular following this filing, but at least um, this is like the first time. And what's interesting is then you go back and you what you might not remember is that Bobby Dassey, who this guy is accusing of like creepily, like trying to get rid of the car. Bobby Dassey um, testified against his uncle mm-hmm. and brother. I, I'm not sure about his brother, but um, I'm pretty sure he testified against Stephen Avery at the time, which like you can just see that train coming from a mile away, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, of course he would do that because right. he wa- needed if, to cover if his he tracks. were guilty. Right. Oh, this will be interesting. Uh, we will continue to follow that. Unfortunately, there won't be another season of Making a Murderer that we know of. Maybe someday there will. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, what is the food you always have a stash of? 651-641-1071. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500. With available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX. With the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500. Awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.